everyone, welcome to another episode of Startup Hustle Middle East. Today we are so excited because we are at Charger Entrepreneurship Festival and we're speaking with Jonas. So Jonas is a digital transformation speaker, he is an author and investor and he's also the co-founder of Skype. So welcome to the show. Thank you very much. And welcome to Charger. Thank you. So I want to start off by just finding out a little bit about what it was like to start Skype and what was the most important lesson you learned from that journey. Well, I think, you know, when we, we started, we never thought we were going to succeed. We should remember there was ICQ, there was Instant Messenger, there were yeah. uh, Microsoft Net meetings. So it was more like, you know, how long can we actually continue to, to run faster than the big giants mm -hmm. before they come after us? Oh my uh, God, I remember ICQ. Yeah. Yeah. That was a really long time ago. Yeah, it was a really, it yeah. makes me feel very young when you say that. <laughs> oh, it makes me feel very young too. <laughs> so, um, no, and I think the other advice or the more interesting perspective, we could actually start this company out of Stockholm. And we should remember at this point in time, there were no unicorns in Stockholm, mm. hadn't been done out of Stockholm before. So I think that was all the cool companies came out of Silicon Valley. So by yeah. starting this, you know, in Europe, in Stockholm was something that hadn't been done before. So was that more challenging because of a lack of resources there or no, exactly. people weren't looking at Stockholm at the time? No, I think it, it was, um, it was, a um, it was a good breathing ground. There was a lot of people like myself that have been in the telco industry okay. we had Ericsson we had people that could code there was a there was a, a lot of good circumstances which made it possible to start in, in Sweden but I think the, the ambition was we had a global ambition from day one mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. we didn't stay in Sweden we moved to, to London the development went to Estonia so it was just the ambition we started a global company from day one doesn't mm. matter where you are okay and now you lecture on entrepreneurship as well uh, in Stanford University mm -hmm. so what is your biggest piece of advice that you give to startup founders from your experience? Well, I think there's a lot of advice to, <clears throat> to founders. I think, you know, we, we've written the book around, you know, the nine different gears. I would say there are two things that you really need to rethink. One is, you know, you need to build a product that people love and a mm -hmm. product that is better than all the other products. Mm -hmm. The second part is that you need to innovate on cost. I, I talk about innovating in zeros. Yeah. So by really taking an out cost, a lot of these most successful companies like Skype was built that we didn't have cost. You know, mm -hmm. Amazon has no inventory. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, Kareem. Uh, yeah, Kareem doesn't have drivers. So mm -hmm. so it's it's a way to rethink cost structure. And this has been done in all business models for years and years because mm -hmm. you do something more efficient. Mm -hmm. So by by by, making by reducing it, capital. Yeah, yeah, by reducing capital costs, mm -hmm. but also making a better product by enabling technology, then you have something really, really interesting. Okay, so it's all about access over ownership. Um, so you don't own hotel rooms, you... But it's not a access. It's more about, you know, deployment, because if you don't have the ownership, you can also scale faster. So this mm. all enables exponential growth. Yeah, yeah. Because otherwise Very you need to build in a warehouse. So you, your growth is so much slower. By, mm. by innovating in zeros, you know, so unlock exponential growth. So what would you say to a startup that um, isn't based on uh, technology and has high capital costs? Does it not have, this, does it have too many limitations to scale and you wouldn't be interested in investing as part of Gear Up or BC? 
BCG ventures? Yeah, yeah. No, I think for me, I think it's a very interesting perspective because a lot of these companies actually have a lot of money. Mm. They have an existing working business uh, idea. So it's more about how can you transform that? Okay. Like if you're a trucking company, mm-hmm. how can you enable the thinking, let's do better product, but let's innovate in zeros. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. But what we ha- tend to, or management, is that they often gravitate back to the old business model. So mm. embracing the new business model is often easy, but accepting that the old business model is going to die. Yeah. Yeah. is the hard part yeah and i think often for the family members or for for, you know, for the owners they can often quite fastly adapt to the change it's often middle management really that has vested their life in running a truck company that feels very uncomfortable moving in so for mm-hmm. me it's more like i think there's a hidden opportunity for many of these companies that are making good money to actually deploy it and actually bring themselves to a better place in the future. That's interesting because uh, if you look at this region, uh, some of the big giants Mm. are family-run businesses that have a lot of legacy Mm. and legacy in businesses that are very capital intensive, Mm. very retail space driven. Mm. So it's interesting to hear that uh, you're saying that these are the kind of people that are also looking at digital transformation and what's next because they have an understanding that it's going to be obsolete soon. Well, I think they understand it. I think no one has really taught them, okay, what are the fundamentals? Because mm-hmm. you need to look at unit economics. You need to probably make money over time, but it's a different mythology. Because, But the mythology only makes sense if you can take out cost. Mm-hmm. So, if so you, it well, requires you, 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 some risk. Oh, not risk, but it's also rethinking the business model. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. if you own trucks, this is a way of actually doing things without owning trucks or having drivers. Or route optimization. Yeah, 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 yeah. for. Then it becomes route optimization. It becomes mm-hmm. other assets that you need to be really good at mm, okay okay great but it's so easy to gravitate back to say okay but we work know how we know over. this yeah. so we'll uh, stick yeah, to yeah, this yeah. yeah okay great um so what do you think of uh, is this your first time in the in the no, region no i've been here quite a lot okay so what do you think of the startup ecosystem here um, well, I think it's 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 great. I think there's in, been a lot of efforts, but I think there can be done even more. You know, yeah, we agree. I mean, yeah, yeah with, within three hours, you can reach billions and billions of people, both mm. into Africa and, and to India. Mm. So I think it's a great hub, and it's you know easy for for also for Westerners to be here. So I mm. think there could be much more done. Mm. Um, so for me, it's more about also how when will you actually have your first unicorns that with your unique idea? So not Kareem uh, or Souk, yeah, but. But very, homegrown ideas. Yeah, but they're great. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they I open up the market. They for open sure. up the market, and hopefully, these entrepreneurs will leave now with with a lot of money and actually start something else. Yeah, we actually think that that's going to happen. In another episode, uh, we were speaking to someone and talking about how we're hoping that because there were so many uh, millionaires created from the Kareem uh, huh? acquisition, uh, we're hoping that they would invest back in the ecosystem and support homegrown ideas um, and talent from the region so um, we started this podcast to create education around the ecosystem and to profile thought leaders from it so we see some shift happening but it is slow and it could be much faster yeah yeah and it's great to have people like yourself visiting and and giving talks at charger entrepreneurship festivals when you guys started skype like what was your um, you know um, uh, monetization strategy. How are you guys planning to monetize it? 
in the beginning? We didn't really have a clue. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and I think that was the biggest challenge. But that meant that, you know, all the Swedish VCs, you know, mm -hmm. said no. Because most of the perspective was like, we were super happy. We could use the technology. Right. Uh, we could do a product that people loved mm -hmm. without paying for it. And then we we'll said, okay, we have to try to figure out, you know, the monetization model. But mm -hmm. when you talk to investors early on, they say, okay, what's your business model? We said, we haven't figured that one out yet. Right. And they're like, great guys, you know, <laughs> come back when you have. <laughs> Okay, so uh, when did you guys experience the first, uh, you know, growth spurt in, in Skype? Like, when did you feel like, okay, this is taking off and people are starting to use it? Uh, how was the initial marketing for your uh, for Skype done? I think the, the, the beginning and the, the challenge was that in the, it's a network service. And right. the more user you have, the better the product is. Mm -hmm. But in the beginning, you have no users, so it's quite useless. You know, yeah, you I know. call <laughs> someone and say, hey, could you download this piece of software so I can call you for free? And they're like, you're a cheap bastard. Why can't we go <laughs> like this? So it was right. you know, very difficult to grow in the beginning. Okay. Uh, I think one of the main main things that unlocked it is that we made this kind of recommendation service mm -hmm. that if after good call if you click the button mm -hmm. uh, we actually opened your outlook and we sent a mail to all of your contacts saying hi I've started using Skype this all is my yeah, oh, this okay. is my username and this is uh, and I would like to call you for free okay so this was like and since it was a downloadable client we could actually do this right uh, that's a very good idea. So you uh, growth hacked your way into yeah, it. Yeah, we growth hacked it. I don't think you can do that today, but right. you know, at that point in time, we could do it. And since the product was great, people like, oh shit, I clicked this and whoa, I, I sent mails to all my contacts. You were like, ooh. But since <laughs> the product, everyone wrote back and said, hey, this is great, thank yeah. you, blah, 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 blah. And because people loved it, it actually worked. Right. So did you guys have a, a big overhead for creating all this VoIP infrastructure for Skype? Uh, like, was it cost intensive at the beginning? Like, no. how were you funding it? No, we were funding it because, again, innovating in zeros, mm -hmm. um, normally you had to go around the world and rack a lot of servers. Right. Um, but we came to the conclusion there was a lot of CPU power in the world not mm -hmm. being used. So we said sharing is caring. Okay. So if you're if you were not using Skype, you left and you had a good bandwidth and your CPU was not being used, we actually transmitted a lot of calls through your computer. Oh and really? You, you so know, you guys use peer-to-peer -peer technology. Yeah, so you, your computer could could become a super node. Oh, that's interesting. I didn't so know Skype did that. No, we didn't tell, talk about it too much. <laughs> Very few people knew the, about you know you could become a super node. But that was a way for actually us to to actually grow and create also good quality because if you're two computers close to each other, you know, you talk to right. directly to each other. Oh, that's awesome. So you guys uh, innovated on the technology side of things. Is that what was interesting to Microsoft? Or what, what do you think Microsoft was uh, interested in Skype for? I don't know. I, I, you know, Because they had their own platforms before yeah, that, but right? I think I, I left the company like two years after the acquisition to, to eBay. Okay. So I was fired and we left and haven't looked back. So. <laughs> All right, great. Thank you so Thank much. You. We'll link up to your profile uh, and link up your book. And uh, yeah, it, it's great to have you on the show. Thank you so much.